What's going on, y'all? This is two. This is Cal. Yo, welcome to Word to the Blur, baby. Word to the Blur with two and Cal. Welcome back, guys. We out here. We out here. We out here. What up, Cal? Chilling, chilling. How are you, kid? I'm good, my Damien. Tippy tied on the slappy died. How? What did the pooty thing used to say? Tippy tied on a running style. Sign your Kenny on my running cat or something like that. Yeah, tippy tied. I got that somewhere. I got the DVD somewhere. I got to look for that. That's so the random to bring up Pootie Tang like that. I just, I don't know. I feel like every so often, I feel like I need to just be a little weird. I feel that. I feel that. But yeah, thank you guys for joining us on another grand adventure, another episode of Word to the Blurred with 2 and Cal. No, um, baby. Yeah. I guess let's just, let's jump right off into it, man. So, uh, did you watch WandaVision this week? I did, actually. I watched it. You know me. I don't watch it that Friday it comes out. Mm. I watch it over the weekend or something like that. Okay, okay. And what are, you, what are your thoughts on the episode? So Spoilers, guys. Spoilers. If you haven't seen the latest episode of WandaVision, uh, there's most likely going to be spoilers. But uh, Tucson, take us off. So I'm finally getting invested into the story. Okay. It's taken a little while. Um, I didn't start to get invested until maybe three, four, five, if not, and maybe even four, you know, four and five, where you got to have life outside of the hex zone, you know. Um, it was good to see Shorty from Two Broke Girls, you know, that that might be, oh man, I got a crush on her too, I've had a crush on her for a little while, she's just bad to me. No, I, I, I feel that, I'll co-sign, shout, shout out to Kat Dennings, how you doing? <laughs> but um, I, I find her character. It's good to see Darcy back in back in the MCU. It's um, I like what they're doing with Monica Rambeau. Okay. I like her storyline. I like how she's coming back into it. I had a crush on her mom's and Captain Marvel. She was bad. Um, but overall, I like I like the ending. I like the twist. You know, because we knew that the cat from the X-Men franchise who played Quicksilver, who was also in Kick-Ass, it was always yeah. interesting how they had those two cats who was in Kick-Ass be Quicksilver. But it was good to see him branch over and, you know, he's like, hey. And like, oh, shit, they really did that. Because we all thought that he was going to be coming in in uh, another, you know, maybe he's going to play a different character or something, not yeah. the intro. Okay. So... I I liked it. It was and then Wanda's being such an evil like, it reminds me of like uh, Avengers Disassembled, where Wanda is going out of her mind, and which kind of leads into everything. Like there's a there's a couple things that WandaVision's been borrowing from. Like it's it's been borrowing from Tom King's Vision Run. It's been borrowing from you know the the early two thousands Avengers Run. Like I said, when Ma- Wanda starts to lose her mind and. She wishes away all of all of the mutants and things like that. Like House of M was a great story. Like that's what Marvel was really running on all cylinders in my opinion. Okay. Yeah, I kinda I, I dug this episode as well. Like um, like I said, I think you guys know that I've been kind of critical of WandaVision these past couple weeks. This this episode wasn't bad at all. I mean, it was cool. We are kinda finally getting some direction, things unraveling. You know, and I, I kind of do like the elements with Vision is like starting to question his surroundings and his existence. You know, he's kind of like, what the hell's going on? You know what I mean? Like, why are there no 
children in Westview, you know, and are you, are you really controlling all these people? And I'm kind of shocked because, like, just looking at the internet reaction, some people are like, oh, my God, I can't believe Wanda's doing this. And I'm kind of like, what? What do you mean? But I guess it's because we have that background on the character where we know she kind of operates in that gray area. Like, sometimes she's a villain, sometimes she's a hero. So it wasn't really surprising to me, and I thought off the bat that she was the culprit behind this. But it, it was this episode where I kind of felt that maybe she's not solely behind it. I know she has some responsibility in this. Because there was a moment where they're kind of like at the end where she was like, you know, what are you doing? Why are you doing this? Like what Vision was saying about, and then like got the person coming at the door, which ended up being Pietro, you know, that was kind of like a look like, you know, she wasn't expecting that. You know what I mean? If she was expecting, if she created that, you know what I mean? She would have been like, oh, you yeah, know, hi, Pietro. You know, she was kind of like, what the fuck? You know what I mean? So, and I have a theory that that person is not Pietro at all. I think it's someone in disguise because she clearly didn't recognize her brother. I think maybe it could be Mephisto. I think maybe Mephisto could be in the show and he's kind of like, kind of fucking with... Yeah, and he's kind of fucking with Wanda and kind of taking the, I guess, the disguise of Pietro. But, you know, we'll see. But, I mean, interesting episode so far. I really, I kind of really do wish they just released it all at once because I would have loved to have binged this. Yeah, because it's too much of a slow burn. Yeah. Yeah, but um, yeah, I think the further episodes uh should be should be very interesting thus far. But yeah, I'm kind of getting into it again. I you guys know how critical I've been of it. I was never really excited for the show off the jump, but it's entertaining. I'll say that. I just kind of hate how short it is. Like. I'm kind of hoping not all the rest of the shows will be like this. Like, I'm hoping when we get Falcon and Winter Soldier, because that's supposed to be six episodes. Yeah. Well, we'll, I'll, we'll get into that, because that's our next topic. But, um, no, yeah, I mean, it was WandaVision was WandaVision. It was good. Um, I'll keep up with it. <laughs> next topic. <laughs> so, uh, how was your Super Bowl? Um, I was in pain, Doc. Mm. I mean, you... Shout out to our cousin Christian. We helped him move this past weekend, and it was just great being around um, cats that I that we grew up with, Khalid and I, and um, just laughing <laughs> and trying to figure out a move ship. But waking up that next day, oh lord! Like you saw me when I came to mom and dad's house, I was looking pitiful. Yeah, it was rough. But the Super Bowl, as always, they always bring some interesting trailers. And two of which were pretty good were uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier and Superman and Lois. Now, uh, let's sort of talk about Falcon and Winter Soldier first. They had a little 30-second spot, which aired during the Super Bowl, with a full-length trailer, which was on- online immediately, which was about a minute and something seconds or two minutes. Uh, did you check it out? Yeah, I did. Yeah. I checked it out when after I was on um, Twitter, and my Twitter went crazy after the trailer. I was like, trailer came out? What the hell was I doing? So apparently, I was in the living room when it came on. I just wasn't paying attention. Like, I was feeling that bad. Yeah. So I went and I checked it out when I, on my tablet, and I was like, oh, this is going to look fire. Like, first off, I love the cop. Finally, we get a comic accurate suit for Falcon. Okay, like, I, I'm, don't get me wrong. Um, Falcon as a character in the MCU 
he's probably one of my favorites. Ever since and Captain America Winter Soldier is probably my favorite MCU film. Um, that is a great film. That is a great film. You know, the, the Russo brothers really put their foot in that one and stamped it. You know, there's a reason why they kept doing the Avengers films afterwards. You know, you kept coming back for them. But seeing that and seeing how it's like a buddy cop film and seeing it's it's like um trying to think what buddy cop film I could equate it to. Lethal I Weapon. I would say it's like Lethal Weapon, but not like Lethal Weapon. Because you're not gonna hear Bucky saying, I'm getting too old for this shit. You know? Well, of course, but, but like also, just that dynamic of them kind of like going at each other, but you know, they at the end of the day they really have each other's backs, you know what I mean? And, and I was kind of thinking about that towards like Hobbs and Shaw. It kind of gave me like a Hobbs and Shaw in the beginning. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's a that's a good example actually. Hobbs, Hobbs and Shaw for sure. But yeah, I was I love this. This is more my speed, so you'll probably hear me say nothing but good things when this show comes out. Um, I'm loving the look and the feel of it. Again, kind of going back to what I said earlier. I hope it's a, a longer show because I'm not digging these 20 minute or 25 minute episodes, you know, it's not, it's not the yeah, way for me. I need to turn it into a goddamn movie <laughs> where I, I need a little more, man. You gotta, you gotta really give it to me. No, you know, pause on that one, but you know, 40 at 60 minutes, I need like a good hour. So I'm hoping this one's 60 minutes. Cause this, this show is going to be six episodes. That'd so so you got to make it at least an hour an episode, but yeah. you know what? Disney Plus, their shows are pretty short. Mandalorian, 45, 30 to 45 minutes. Sometimes shorter. There are some Mandalorian episodes that are like 25 minutes, and then there's like three minutes of credits. And you're like, damn. <laughs> but um, I love what I saw. I'm ready, ready for more. I'm ready for this trailer to come, I mean, the show to come out. Um, I'm hyped. I like how they're kind of actually keeping, I don't know if you notice this, but they're keeping kind of John Walker under wraps. You know, they haven't really shown much or any of it at all from John Walker, besides when we, you know, his, he's in the suit and his back's to us, and he high-fives that guy in the football field. But um, I can't wait to see, yeah, I can't wait to see that story play out with John Walker and him actually getting the shield. And then, you know, I'm, I'm sure Falcon and Bucky are going to go after this guy and get it back, and I'm sure – you know, John Walker's going to be revealed to be a villain. And then we got Zemo coming back. I'm hyped. I'm ready. This is this is more my speed. Yeah, it's more spy thriller, buddy. Yeah, type of thing. Exactly. This exactly. This one of like, if you're into that slow burn, I feel like it kind of reminds me like, um, what's that? Jessica Jones. That's I can slow see that. Burn. I can see that. And I, I do, going back to WandaVision just very briefly, I do like this sort of creepy and horror movie kind of vibes the show gives us sometimes i do really like that but um like i said nothing gets wandavision it's just not necessarily my speed but i'll still support it i'm still watching there every friday so but uh yeah falcon and winter soldiers will definitely be more my speed i'm ready for that first episode and uh there was also a trailer for superman and lois another one which i thought was great that just did you hear that they're doing encore presentations on TBS? Yeah. They have, they're really pushing the show. They have a lot of faith 
in this show. They want it to be big. They want it to be a juggernaut, you know, and as they should, because Superman is the king daddy of superheroes. So you got to really you push. Sound like John Campion. <laughs> I mean, he is. He's the king daddy. You, you got to, if you're going to, you, if you're going to promote Superman, you got to put all your weight behind this. So give him those encore performances on different channels that you're affiliated with. Make sure as many people can see this show. And I'm hearing great things. I don't know if you've read any of the reviews that are watching the reviews yet, but a lot of people are liking it. Like there's this one YouTuber, Grace Randolph, who I follow. And she hated the, um, not this latest trailer, but the trailer before, where that kind of looked like Man of Steel, you know what I mean? She hated this trailer. She's like, I don't really like this. This doesn't seem like it's going to be for me. She watched 90-minute premiere, and I watched a review she did. And she loves the show. She's like, she's like, the show's great. She was talking about the characters, uh, Jonathan and Jordan, the, the dy- dynamic between the two, um, Kent brothers. This came out. She did this today. I, I recommend you should check it out. You should watch it. So she, she just made me more excited to see it. And um, yeah, I, I'm ready for the show. And I'm also hearing that um, it may also be moving to HBO, HBO Max actually. Because um, HBO Max and CW actually just cut a deal where they're going to co-finance their shows. And apparently the deal is that the shows will air on HBO Max and then go to the CW the next day. So I'm, I'm all for that, you know, especially if it makes the look of the show get better. So especially if you can throw a bit more money behind Flash so we can, they can kind of create their own distinct feel and look Good behind God, it. bro, l- l- listen. This kind of changes the game. See, when you mentioned Flash, you see how excited I just was. Well, you guys won't be seeing this, but could you imagine HBO money with the Flash? That's what I'm saying. That's Bro, I'm it, saying. I feel like Jim Gordon, we didn't get the Flash that we needed, but we got the Flash we deserved. <laughs> <laughs> and that's nothing against the Flash, but there's sometimes, you know, you kind of wish the Flash had a, a couple extra dollars. To make certain yeah. things look better, you know? You know? <laughs> bring, bring my son Wally back into the fold, man. Yeah. Bring Wally Hashtag back. bring Wally back. I know you're a big Wally fan, and Wally deserves justice. Bro, oh, man, I'm tired. Listen, can I, can I get on a DC Comics tirade real quick? Uh, just finish yeah. up the thoughts with the HBO Max and CW oh. deal, and then we can get into that. All right, bet. So I'm excited about it. I can't wait for it. Um, this is definitely a new, instead of saying that, you know, it's the end of an era, we're reaching a new era. Yeah, you just a, just taking things to new heights. And I think, and like, not to say that money solves all, but sometimes with like filmmaking and TV shows, when things have a, a nice, healthy budget, it does solve a lot of shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? So. <laughs> Exactly, in terms of the overall looking quality. That last flash trailer where you see Barry running in the, the uh, particle accelerated zone, you'd be like, <laughs> no. come on, where's that HBO Max money? Stargirl needs that HBO Max money. You know, we need that Stargirl yeah. money. I will see. Yeah, they do need that Stargirl money. <laughs> <laughs> you feel me? Because I, I already know Star, Stargirl got that money. But um, no, yeah, I think I think this is taking their current shows to new heights. And uh, I, I'm, I'm excited for the future because I think it's just going to mean we're going to get more stuff. I think that's going to mean we're going to get more DC shows. They're going to have a, a fucking amazing budget. So I'm all for it. As am I. As am I. But go on, go on your tirade. I'm ready for it. Listen, DC Comics. 
First off, allow me to tell you, today is the first comic book day that I've, I, listen, <laughs> I will put some of my business out here, ladies and gents. Tuesday and Wednesday is comic book day. Today is the first Tuesday where DC has put out comic books and I purposely bought nothing. Why is that? I'm not digging Future State. I'm Ooh. not digging it. I'm not fucking with it. Like I, I, I've given you about two to three weeks of my money, especially when um, it has me thinking about when Barry Gordy would test songs and he was like, yo, if you had your last little bit of money, would you buy yourself a sandwich or would you buy this record? You know? And normally DC comic books will be like, all right, and I can skip a sandwich. Let me just go read this comic book. I'll be all right. No, damn it. <laughs> like, the only thing that I can say that I've really been digging is Future State Batman. But partially it's because we have a black Batman. And I do like the writer who's John Ridley, who's written some movies and stuff like that. Fantastic but, screenwriter, Oscar-winning screenwriter. Continue. He's an amazing writer and he's a great comic book writer, but also outside of that, there's nothing to really get me excited. I'm not digging. And then, so I go all this to say that Future State is making fucking Wally West. And I'm talking about the original Wally, not Wallace, but Wally West, the fucking villain. Again, you had this nigga kill everybody in Heroes of Fucking Crisis, then you redeem it again, flash forward. Then if you just stay, you have this nigga killing everybody. And he just fucking killed Jay Garrick. You just brought this motherfucker back. But just to get rid of him. Even though it's future state, it's kind of like, all right, well, this could happen it's somewhere in the multiverse. But what the fuck, bro? Sorry. So wait, there's no, like, kind of separate DC titles from future state? Not right now because it's a whole event. So how, then, long, how long is this supposed to last? I have to fucking wait until March before shit gets back to normal. Oh, that's not bad. March is literally like two weeks away, and this is the shortest no, month of the year. Yeah, I know. That's that's the only thing that kind of. I mean, it's. I'm happy about it, but normally I'd like Black History Month to go a little bit further. But yeah, I feel that. I had to choose. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, all right, I'll take this L. <laughs> but it's it's like there's nothing else that that's really been grabbing me. I did like the Justice League story. I did like issue one. But I'm I didn't like it enough for me to spend five something on on that. No, you know I, I'd rather see what happens after Death Metal. What what new stuff is going to go on after Death Metal? I'm looking forward to Tom Taylor's running night. You know, um, James Tyon he needs to do a little bit better with Batman. I wasn't impressed with Joker War. Joker War was just like, all right, we're, we're oversaturating the fucking market with the Joker. You just did the three Jokers. Now you're doing Joker War. Then you're doing Joker's guest starring in fucking Harley. Then you're giving him his own one shot. It's like Joker, 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 Joker. Give me somebody the fuck else. That's why I love Peter J. Tomaski so much because he's been in his detective comics run. He's already went through Two-Face. He's went through fucking um, Mr. Freeze. He's done when Batman was his own enemy type shit. You know what I mean? And then mm -hmm. you're just gonna... The fuck? Like, come Speaking on, of Joker, <laughs> have you seen those new photos of Joker from Schneider Cut? After I just finished bitching about the joke. But yes, I do. <laughs> yes, I, I felt do. I felt like it was a great, a great segue, man. So, uh, Vanity Fair, we can go back, you know, we can save the DC rant for the end of the show. 
because that's kind of like what we do anyways. You do your little DC thing, talk about what you're reading, what you're not reading, what you like, what you don't like. Guess what? I read a shit on DC today. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll come back. We'll come back to Tucson's DC Comics rant. But um, I don't, today, actually, earlier today, uh, Vanity Fair released an article talking to Zack Snyder about the Snyder Cut and gave us a first look at the Joker in the Snyder Cut. And this Joker looks very different from the Joker we first met in Suicide Squad. This Joker looks like he's, you know, his tats are gone. He's got longer hair. He looks a little bit uh, disheveled and I, I dare say more fucking crazy. He looks like a like he just chainsawed a bunch of people. He looks like Texas Chainsaw Massacre Joker. You know what I mean? Uh, but um, there was a quote that Jack Sider said about um, shooting with Jared Leto and why he, um, you know, why he has him in this movie. Um, and he said, the cool thing about this scene is that it's Joker talking directly to Batman about Batman. It's Joker analyzing Batman about who he is and what he is. That's the thing I also felt like fans deserve from the DC universe. That is to say, the, the, the Jared Little Joker and the Ben Affleck Batman, they never really got together. It seemed uncool to me that we would make it all the way through this incarnation of Batman and Joker without them, them seeing, seeing to come together. This, this scene explains why Bruce had the Joker card taped to his gun that you see in Batman v Superman. Very interesting. And then the images, it's black and white images. It's Joker, he has like these, these gloves on. He looks like he's wearing this hospital gown, these pants and boots. Like, again, he looks like he just stepped out of like fucking chainsawing someone. And I'm also reading that it's not his final look. And that Joker kind of has like another look where he has, he wears these bulletproof vests, which has uh, a ton of cop badges on him that he wears as trophies, which is kind of fucking sick and maniacal. But um, yeah, his scene's kind of described as like a something taken out of Scrooge. It's like kind of like the ghost of Christmas future. You know, Bruce ends up talking to this Joker when um he kind of like it's it's part of the nightmare, the nightmare scene where it's like if Dark Side wins, this is what happens. So it's like Bruce getting to talk with this Joker about what's going on, and what's happening. So it's it's it sounds like it'll be a very fucking interesting scene, and I'm glad we're finally getting. Ben Affleck and um and um and Jared Leto together. And there's a, another quote that Snyder talks about um Robin's death and um and what he what he wanted to do with Robin's death. He said, I always wanted to explore the death of Robin. And if there was ever going to be a next movie, which of course there probably won't be, I wanted to do a thing where in flashbacks we learn how Robin died, how Joker killed him and burned Wayne Manor. And that whole thing that happened between he and Bruce. I mean, that sounds epic. I would love to see that. But uh, chances are chances are slim we might get a follow-up to that. But again, if the fans watch the Snyder Cut, tweet about it, share it, get your mama and them to watch it, who knows? But it's just, I, I said a lot just now. Out of everything I said, what what you know, what do you think about the look or in the um, quotes by Zack Snyder? I'm super excited about this. Um, you know, I'm, I'm a big Ben Affleck Batman fan. You know, he's he's up there, in my opinion. Top four Batman to me is always going to be Adam West, Keaton, Bale, and Affleck. Mm-hmm. Um, and I always said that I would love to see Jared Leto 
and Ben Affleck on screen together for more than five minutes or two minutes, you know? But we yeah. got a Suicide Squad wasn't enough for me. You know, I needed more. Um, given the fact that we're going to have this scene and you're, about, you're really about to explore what happened because there was a lot of questions with who, which Robin that was. Was it Dick Grayson? Was it Jason Todd? How the hell did that happen? Um, all of it. I mean, I'm ready for it. March can't get here fast enough. For real. March is going to be an epic month because literally the Snyder Cut comes out, I think, March 18th. And then Falcon and Winter Soldier is March 19th. That's going to be such a good fucking weekend, dude. Bro, listen, we got to plan that out. I ain't going to lie. You may have to stay downtown for that weekend, bro. <laughs> Word. Word. Because I, I think that's we'll, – we'll talk about that. But, no, yeah. Um, yeah, that's, that's going to be a good weekend, man. I'm so ready. I mean, just – just give it to me at this point. <laughs> I mean, damn. Where, but no, yeah, I love the look of this. I'm just, at this point, I'm just ready to see it. You know, I don't need to be convinced anymore. Oh, we're also getting a, a, a final trailer for the Schneider Cut this Sunday on Valentine's Day. So we'll get this trailer. Hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get this trailer and then we'll just we'll sit and wait for, for a month for this to come out. But a month is nothing compared to how long we've waited, bro. Like, years, it's been bro. years, you know? I remember when it was rumors, people said it exists, people said it didn't exist. And then you get to hear these little tidbits about what was it, what was it supposed to be. And then you're like, well, fuck, I want to see that movie. And then, you know, I remember when they did the Man of Steel live stream on Vero, I watched it. You know, he, he, he spoke throughout the whole movie talking about how he made Man of Steel. And then he had Henry Cavill come on during a, I don't know, like a little video chat with like with fans and he and Henry Cavill answered questions and he's like, hmm, you know, if I, if there was a Justice League movie, you know, and then he, he did the Justice League Schneider cut, uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League and uh, it was, there was just great happiness. Great happiness. I pray, because you know, Snyder's, Snyder's movies, I'm glad he's getting to do his full cut and we're yeah. getting it because when they, when Zack Snyder, when they cut his stuff, the movies are just like, what the fuck? But then yeah. when you watch it in its entirety, the way it's supposed to be, it's like, yeah. I always, I always think the best versions of his movies are extended director's cut. Like my favorite yeah. version of BVS is the extended edition. My favorite version of Watchmen is the extended edition. Um, I don't, there's, there's no extended edition of Man of Steel, but so no, far, all perfect. In yeah. my opinion, no, great. you are right. So far, all of my favorite movies of Zack Snyder's are the extended versions. Agreed, mine too. So I'm ready for four hours, bro. I don't understand why people are bitching like, oh, it's going to be a four-hour movie. But it's like, this is the, the same person. You could be getting it once a week, you sons of Where? bitches. Like, and, this is, and this is the same people who, who sit and binge watch Netflix for eight hours. What, what's, what's the difference? Well, like, you... But like you could binge watch a TV show for eight hours, but you can't pause a four-hour movie when you want to to go to the bathroom or do some other shit. I don't care. I'm ready for it. Give it to me now. Bring on the filthy. Bring on all the filthy. You make it nasty for me. Ah. And uh, oh, but you know what? Well, you know what? Just just on a lighter note. 
all this stuff that's going on, especially with the Snyder Cut, makes you drink a chef. Dude. For real. R.I.P. John Schnett, man. Dude, I, w- I would love... You guys love, don't understand. I would, like, love, guys, I would love to hear John Schnepp's thoughts on this and Snyder Cut and these trailers and even just what's going on with, like, Marvel and DC now, man. He is... He is a voice I truly cherish. I truly love. Like I said, I've, I've, there's not many people who I've never met in my life that I've cried for, and I cried for him when he passed. I no, really did, bro. I, I, sh- I shed tears. Like, and like there was one point I even just bawled because he's just his vibe and just his passion for these characters and these properties, man. Um, I would just, I would just love to know how he feels and what he thinks. You know, because there are sometimes I'm just like. Man, I wonder what Schnepp thinks. But um, yeah, R.I.P. Schnepp. This one's for you. We love you. We miss you, man. And uh, God man. bless you. God bless your soul wherever you are, man. We love you. If any of you guys, um, I mean, you guys who listen to the show, you guys probably hear us talk about Schnepp all the time. Um, Schnepp was this cat that was on Collider Heroes. He pretty much created that show. And Khalid actually put me on the Collider Heroes and I just loved him. He would talk about his top picks of the week, talk about which artists he loved. I was like, God, if I could just meet this man and just talk comics with him, I feel like Didn't I we, could just... Correct me if I'm wrong, but did we ever see him in your Comic-Con? Or was that Ashley V. Robinson and Jason Inman we saw? Because you remember we saw someone and we were like, we were like, someone was like, go up to him. We were like, ah, we were like nervous. Do you remember? I don't know why sometimes in my head I think like, I feel like I saw a schnup at New York Comic-Con. But if we, I, if that's the case, then we really fucked up by not saying anything. For real. But he was just listening to him talk comic books and movies. And guy, I mean, I don't normally I don't plug things like this, but if you guys can, or if you guys ever get the chance, definitely watch his documentary, "The Death of Superman Lives." It is really, yeah. Really, did really you did you know he was planning one for the Unmade Justice League movie? I heard I heard they're still doing that, but I, I, I don't know who's who took it over. Probably but, um, his wife. Or probably. you know, saying at the time. You know, and it's oh man, Schnepp, you're missed. You're you're definitely somebody who um you're an example of take give people their roses while you can smell them because you remember he was on Collider for a little while, he had like that cough and the next thing you know, he was like, Yeah, John Schnepp's in the hospital. What? Yeah, that was it. Was a quick turn of events, but yeah, I don't know. Just to, just to close up that uh the Schnatica thing, I just wanted to say that the new trailer for Schnatica comes out this Sunday, Valentine's Day, with the Snyder Cut coming out March 18th, and Falcon and the Winter Shoulder coming out the next day, March 19th. Uh, R.I.P. Schnapp, you would love all this stuff. We love you, and uh, do it for you, baby. Exactly, you've you've inspired us. You've inspired us. So thank you so much. And uh, switching gears, uh, kind of going back to the CWDC verse, uh, Batwoman, Flash, and Legends of Tomorrow have all been renewed for new seasons. And Superman and Lois were just ordered for two more episodes. So Superman and Lois had a season, I think, of 12 or 13 episodes. And I mean, to me, that shows a vote of confidence that they have in the show that, it, you know, that they want more episodes. So they ordered two more episodes, so I think. They'll bring their, their season to 15 episodes. Shows do it all the time. Like when I worked on Manifest, it was supposed to be 12, but then they ordered three episodes, bringing our episode total to like 15. 
you know, show uh, networks do it all the time when, you know, they, when they think they have a really good um, product on their hands. So um, clearly like the CW verse is changing, but um, shows like Batwoman, mm-hmm. Flash and Legends aren't going anywhere just yet. So, uh, yeah. Also on, on Legend News, um, OG Legend, Dominic Marcel, who plays McRory, is leaving the show after this upcoming season. That would make Sarah, um, Katie Lutz, the only original castmate from season one. Oh, that's true. I'm sad. You know, we just lost Brandon Ralph to, well, he didn't die, but he, you know, he left the show. And he was one of the trifecta. And the fact that, you know, one of the OGs is leaving, you kind of get sad because that kind of changes the the mark of the show, but you can't stay in one show forever. I think he did a hell of a run for season, for seven years, even more than seven years, he's been playing McRoy uh, for about eight or nine years. You did your damn thing, man. Or, you know, it happens, you know, so especially with shows that have gone on as long as that, you know, sometimes actors just, they want to take a break or they just want to move on to different projects or just be done with it. You know, they've, he was on a show long enough where I'm sure he's made a good amount of money. Maybe he just wants to go just relax, be with his family and enjoy himself, you know? So uh, more power to you. Uh, you've had a great run on Legends and um, look forward to seeing you on this next season. Yeah. Prison break yeah. So Tucson, do you want to go back to your DC rant? Uh, I think I said everything I needed to say. I just can't wait for everything to go back. But I will say, I think Power Rangers comes out tomorrow. If you guys are reading Boom, Boom Studios, Power Rangers, I can't um, talk about it enough. It's it's a dope, 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 dope comic book. Guys, please, you know, they just broke into two two series. You got Mighty Morphin, which focuses on Earth Rangers. And then you have Power Rangers, which focuses on Zack, Trini, and Jason as their adventures in space as the Omega Rangers. Um, and just to catch up on that, Definitely read, you know, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers from Boom Studios. I promise you guys, it's, uh, I think the cast the guy who writes it is Kyle Riggins, and he does an amazing job. Like, it's had me going to Netflix and going to watch some of the original Mighty Morphin Power Rangers series or going back to my favorite Power Rangers iteration, which was In Space. But also, just to talk about that, you heard that Netflix took off pretty much all of the Power Ranger shows. Really? Yeah. No, I didn't know that. Yeah, they took off. So Mighty Morphin, you, you got to keep Mighty Morphin, but everything else, like there's no more in space. Um, I was watching a couple of Netflix cats about it because I, I follow, I follow these cats that um do like Ranger News or they cover or they go to Ranger cons. Yeah. And they were talking about how it was leaving. So yeah, even now, so it's only Mighty Morphin, Beast Machine, Beast Beast Morphers or Beast whatever. Oh, that's and, that Nickelodeon Power Rangers, I think, or some shit. Yeah, it's like it's just the Nickelodeon bullshit. Hmm, I wonder why they did it. Maybe it was a rights issue. But then why, if that's the case, then why keep the original? That's that's actually a, a great question. Yeah, they're gone. So in order, if you want to watch anything, you'd have to go on Amazon and purchase a season. Who the fuck <laughs> purchase 
a season. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, I wouldn't do that. And that sucks because yeah. I guess I really didn't appreciate it while it was still on. Like, years ago, sometimes I'd, like, like skip through an episode just to remind myself, you know, things like that. But, damn, now, now that it's off, I kind of actually want to watch Power Rangers now. I, I'll tell you, like, I would watch when I started. You remember when I got that X, X-Men game? That Power Rangers game, Battle for the Grid? Yeah. Yo, I, there was like a good solid month where I was like immersed in nothing but Power Rangers. Like I was reading the books, I was playing the video game, I was watching Power Rangers in space. I caught myself watching Lightspeed Rescue one time, um, Time Force. Certain episodes Damn. are like a Thunder. You literally make me. You're making me want to watch uh, uh, Lightspeed Rescue. Rescue. That whole that whole no Silver Ranger. Sorry. I was watching that arc. I was watching that arc. And you yeah. remember the exploded feathers? And that's when he, that was like when he's like, yeah, I'm about to be the Sixth Ranger. And then that's when he did like that whole dope ass fight <laughs> by himself. Damn. Damn, Netflix now. I want to watch this shit. I'm reminiscing and shit. Oh, man. Bro, I caught myself, right? I, um, I caught myself watching Wild Force Forever Red. You know, that mm. was like my favorite Wild Force yeah, episode, like, because I hated Wild Force. Wild Force was severely lacking. Yeah, it was trash. But once, there, that's not the only one that was severely lacking. Uh, Misty Force was trash, too, but we're not going to talk about that. Yeah, I had high hope for Mr. Force. Mr. Force was interesting, but I kind of just fell off of Mystic Force, but yeah. But but in my research, not even in my research, but in becoming re-immersed, I realized that Adam was my nigga. Adam was my favorite ranger, bro. I growing up, Tommy was my nigga. But as an adult, I connected more with Adam. Mm. It was interesting. Like I couldn't. I, Zach was my dude, just off the strength that he was funny. But I can't dance like that nigga. Like there was, there was nothing I could really say that that really connected me to him. But Adam was just so dope. He was strong. And then I told you I was listening to the um, the Power Rangers audio audio drum. Mm. And that was really good, too. That was really, really good. You know? Yeah, I listened, I listened to some of that. And um, what the hell was I saying? I listen to some of it, but I need I need to start listening to things like when I'm not ready to go to sleep, just so I could like get full attention of them. You know what I mean? Because I listen to these things when I'm getting ready to go to sleep, and I'm like, "Damn, this sounds good." And then like the next thing you know, I fucking pass the fuck out. I sometimes I would listen to it at work, or I listen to it while I'm on the train. <laughs> Currently, I'm listen. I was listening to a Star Trek audio drama, <coughs> but. The story wasn't that good, but it's I was I was reading a review and they said it gets excuse me guys, it gets better. Speaking of um podcasts to listen to, this hasn't come out yet, but John Boyega uh, is coming out with a podcast with um that I just recently followed. But um let me see, I'll go to it and read um the description of it for you guys. Let me see. What's the name of it? Sorry, guys. One second. It's called Tomorrow's Monsters. It's the sci-fi kind of um, 
podcast. Let me see if I can. I got it. In this scripted sci-fi thriller, John Boyega stars as John Locke, a mysterious con, con man with a vendetta who infiltrates next floor, a Silicon Valley body hacking startup run by enigmatic CEO Max Fuller, played by Emmy, Emmy Award winner Darren Cross. NextCorp has secretly been developing a revolutionary new mind app that promises to amplify the human brain in incredible ways. Shut eye. Promises to change the world by eliminating its users' need to sleep. But when participants of the human trials have been dying off, the program is shut down. Max starts testing the product on himself, unleashing a dormant, dangerous alter ego. As Jack goes toe-to-toe with Max and his fractured, fractured psyche, he finds himself on the run with his the run for his life in a race to stop a dark plot seeking a radi- radically advanced humankind to its next stage of evolution. See, it sounds oh, kind of interesting. Yeah. It's out of it. it sounds interesting. I'm about to follow it. Yeah, that's that's what I'm, I'm about to start listening to. I have to check it out. Super on it, super on it. But y'all, y'all know what time it is. It's time for us to be on breezy. Yes, sir. Said y'all, yo, this is two. This is Cal. Welcome to word to the motherfucking blur, baby. We're to the blurb two and Cal. Much love to y'all, man. Thanks for listening. Much love, guys. Take care. Be blessed. Peace.